most of promotion and publicity is completely um, based on how strong your relationships are. If you're a professional singer, want to know how to turn singing into a career, or simply love to hear stories from singers on the road, then The Working Singer is the podcast for you. I chat with pro singers about how they make a creative living in the music business, lending their talent to stars like Enrique Iglesias, The Killers, Elvis Costello, and more. They share life lessons, business advice, and how they make a living when they're off the road. We'll also discuss vocal health, technique, performance, coaching, and pretty much all things vocal. Elevate your approach to your singing career, get enlightened about what the pros do, and be inspired with new ideas that you can make your own. My name is Jamila Ford, and this is the Working Singer Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. Thanks for joining me again this week. I do appreciate it. What's been going on this week? Well... I had a couple of gigs over the weekend um, at a casino. I'm always grateful for a gig, but I'm not grateful for the cigarette smoke. They do allow smoking here in California in pretty much, you can't smoke anywhere, but you can smoke in a casino. So that can be kind of hard. I thought I might have some issues with my voice, but it was okay. It was fine. It's just not something I would want to make a habit out of, but great band. I always have fun with those guys. So that's good. You know, like one thing I was thinking, I know I've said this in prior shows, but I'm going to implement this now is I've been so reliant on my iPad and I'm like, you know, I just want to let go of that. I I do want to let go of that. I do have a plan to do that because these are songs. Some of these are songs that I've known for years been singing them for years and it's time to get off the ipad it it really is um and there's some songs i know and some that i don't know quite well so i've kind of got the ipad there and i'm like doing a little side eye to the thing and it just really does i was feeling it this weekend god i was just like man I, i would be so much free so much more free if i wasn't on this thing you know if i really made sure to take out the time have make a little system for myself to make sure that I get these songs fully memorized, you know, because one goal of mine for the year, just a personal goal is to become a more engaged performer. And I think one step to that is to actually know the songs that you're singing like the back of your hand. And, um, you know, I think some of us who do, I've had this conversation with a lot of you, But um, I know some of us who do these kinds of gigs um, where we have to do like a ton of songs in one night are reliant on the iPad. Maybe because, you know, a lot of songs get added on that we don't know. Maybe the first time, second time we do the gig. Sometimes it's you get the gig at the last minute. And so you're just like scrambling to get the lyrics together and you kind of you know the melody well enough, but you don't really know the words and since it's last minute you don't have time a ton of time to dig in and then you know after the gig you think okay I'm gonna learn these lyrics and make sure I get them memorized but of course other things take over and it just doesn't happen so at least that's been my experience lately so I've just got it in my calendar you know for my next gig where I've got cover cover songs that I will make sure I have the songs memorized Uh, I do have one gig where the band, the music director was like, 
I need you off the iPad. So I, I got myself off the iPad. <laughs> it can be done. But um, I need to do that, you know, just for myself, even though they're not asking in some of these other bands. It's just better for me, like as a performer. Okay, I can sing the songs. I'm aware I can sing the songs, but let's move on from the iPad. Um, so that would be my goal. Another great thing that happened over the weekend was the negotiation and contract workshop with the Empowered Singers workshop series that was held at Epiphany Space here in Hollywood. Felice Hernandez led that and it was very informative. You know, we did some role play in the class, which was great. And I completely fell apart, <laughs> which, you know, um, I'm really somebody who has to like strategize and know exactly what I'm going to say and be well researched. And I don't, you know, it's been a while since I've really had to negotiate for myself. I think I look at negotiation as self-defense and maybe some kind of attack is going to happen, which it doesn't have to be. Um, wow. You know, I, I just thought, gosh, that's not the most healthy way to think about this, especially after, you know, we kind of talked in the class about, you know, how Felice negotiates her contracts and you know, not necessarily just, not necessarily always contracts, just how, what are our terms and what are we agreeing to? And maybe there isn't anything exactly in writing, but, you know, maybe there's an email and we always know what, you know, what our bottom line is going to be and things that we won't budge on and things that we will and how to be flexible. And the fact that negotiation is, uh, can be creative can be creative thing we can we can um, be thoughtful and creative in it and nobody's there to attack us which is you know how I think I was looking at that kind of thing you know it makes me it freaks me out it it makes me a little uh, anxious and just not something I'm comfortable with doing because I don't know what I'm doing so I think it's so important to remove the mystery from anything that we're afraid of so that's what that um, workshop was really great with and we got a lot of materials to work with and take home with us and kind of read through and um, look at best practices and all that kind of thing so really really great stuff I highly recommend taking it the next time it comes around I think they're going to be doing a zoom version of it so maybe any of you who are not in the LA area might be able to participate um, in that which I think would be well worth it, especially if you are freaked out <laughs> about negotiating. So um, yeah, that's a little resource that might be useful for you. All right, guys, I am super excited for you guys to hear from our guest today, Heather Yeomans. We get into, well, first of all, Heather works in PR and has a background as a journalist. I'll read her bio in one second, but we talk about how she creates a business plan for her singing career how she sets goals and creates an action plan surrounding that, how, she, how to write a professional email, how to hire the right PR person, just a lot of things that I know that you guys ask about all the time. We've got some great answers here. So here is Heather's bio, Los Angeles-based singer, songwriter, bassist, and actress Heather Yeomans has written and recorded original music for major motion pictures, including 20th Century Fox feature film Moondance Alexander, Flicka 2, and Marley and Me 2. While continuing to perform at Los Angeles venues and further her career, she records as a session singer and is writing and recording a new EP. 
Outside of the music world, Heather has appeared in films, television, national commercials, voiceovers for Disney, professional theatrical productions, and has written about music and entertainment for Los Angeles Times Media Group and the, the Orange County Register, telling the stories of some of the world's most respected musicians. She currently works as a PR and communications manager at global musical instruments brand Fender. So really cool stuff, you guys. Great advice. Tons of wisdom. Without further ado, Heather Yeomans. Heather, I am so excited that you are here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Of course. All right. So tell us um, just a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Where you grew up? How you got into music? So a little bit about me. Um, I've been singing since I was a really little girl. Uh, I come from a very musical family. My mom's a singer. My dad plays drums. My brother's a saxophone player for the U.S. Army. And I just grew up with so much music around me. I felt really lucky. And, and something that really stuck with me as a kid. When I was growing up, my mom would say, if you wake up every morning and you sing, and that's the first thing you want to do, you're a singer. And I, I still can't get that out of my head to this day um, mm. because that's what I am. I, I'm a singer and I have a lot of different interests. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked as a journalist um, for LA Times Media Group and the OC Register as a critic, um, music, theater, um, all things performing arts. Um, I'm a publicist for Fender during the day um, when I'm not working professionally as a singer. Um, but at the end of the day, it all comes back to the singing. And that's what it's all about for me. And I always remember what my mom said. I've been so lucky uh, throughout my career as a vocalist to have some incredible opportunities at a very young age. Um, you know, throughout my teens, um, I spent most of that time in the studio, um, which eventually laddered up to me working as a session vocalist and, and meeting studio owners and producers um, and then recording songs for movies for 20th Century Fox. Um, I recorded music for uh, one of the flick of films, a sequel to Marley and Me, a um, bunch of dance movies that premiered at TCL Chinese Theater. Um, and I've done my own music. I've, I've had a song on Top 40 Radio pop song is played on radio disney um almost got signed to a major label when i was 17 but you know it didn't work out and i i ended up going to college and i got to explore all these incredible interests um alongside working as a as a vocalist and i wouldn't trade it for the world um it's been such a journey and in the last year and a half to two years um i really changed my mindset and i started putting myself out there and it was a journey that I'm really excited to talk to you about and honestly I went from 2018 um, thinking oh I really want to sing more I want to do more of this I need more of this in my life to on New Year's Eve um, just barely a month ago um, singing the national anthem at Staples Center on New Year's Eve for the for the Los Angeles Kings it's it was really one of those surreal moments that um, I had manifested um, just all these goals that I had, I had set out to accomplish. Um, it's been a, an incredible journey, an incredible ride, and it's just beginning. And 
I'm excited there. Just everything about changing your mindset, um, how to put yourself out there, promotion, um, and just kind of put it back out there into the world um, for everybody listening. You know, I think that's that's like some of the the meat of it that seems like to be the biggest part is the, the mindset and the confidence. What kind of things, you know, um, we'll get into, I definitely want everybody to hear about what you've been doing in the past year and a half and, and how things have transformed for you. But what, uh, what was the mindset shift? You went from thinking what to thinking what, and how did you get there? I would say the mindset I was in before, um, I don't think I 100% believed in myself. Mm, yeah. And, and it's crazy because it's not something that's on the surface. Right. Um, it's, it's something that builds up over time. Um, and if, if you don't really search for it, you don't even know it's there. Mm. It's like a wall that you've built and, and you're not even aware that you're doing it. And the wall is built by, certain ideas that are personified in society. Um, the wall is built by maybe a moment where you, maybe it was a performance that you didn't feel that great about and you struggled to pick yourself back up again. Yeah. Um, so I went from may, not believing, not really believing in myself, not knowing that that's, that's what, I, what was going on in my mind to recognizing it and then taking a step back and taking time for myself mm. and, and regaining that confidence in what I was doing. And a lot of that confidence came from community. Mm. And I love the vocalist community in Los Angeles. I, yeah. it, it, the vocalist community in Los Angeles built me back up again. It's, oh, it's been incredible. Um, there are a few, there are like so many singers nights in Los Angeles that I became a part of, mm -hmm. um, just to start putting myself out there, start meeting new people to build a support group. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them, it no longer exists anymore, but it was, it had a really long run was singers night at, or jazz night at the W, um, in Hollywood. Um, really great night run by this, um, singer, Nikki Leonti, who's absolutely amazing, a brilliant vocalist and a wonderful person. Um, and those are the types of people that she attracted at this night. I've met some of my my best singer friends in LA through that. And we've, we've kind of built community together. Um, mm -hmm. There's a really great one at the federal too. Um, Singers Night at the federal. Um, I could, I could name a ton of them. There's one at the Sayers club. I mean, but I would say the one at the W was, was a game changer for me because I just met so many people that I admired, appreciated, um, and then became really good friends with. Um, so you can't do it alone. If you're, right. if you're, if your mindset is, I don't believe in myself, I don't think I can do it. Um, I'm not as good as them. Um, you're gonna, if you stay by yourself and, mm -hmm. and you, you seclude yourself, yeah. it's easier to slip into that. 
um, mm -hmm. than if you go out, build a community of people that you can go to that are going through the same things that you are. Maybe they've had the same um, thoughts of self-doubt. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about it. And then usually like all those people are having similar experiences to you or similar thoughts, or they've gone through that. And um, it was through that community. Um, I would say a lot of it happened like early 2019 for me um, mm -hmm. that I, I saw that shift in my thinking. And I, I went from being very like I, I get anxious still e even before I perform even though like I've I've performed my entire life yeah. um, from the time I was a small child so um, I tell people that and they they ask me why and like I don't know I think it's just a part of the experience but I'm a lot less anxious and I think it's because of my mindset mm. um, so I went in I would go into those nights in the beginning and I'd be so anxious and then when I saw, when I felt this shift, my performance changed a lot too. Mm. It's amazing what like believing in yourself and like in confidence can do to your performance. Yeah. It's all mental. It really, really is. I mean, you have to put in the work, but it's mental. And when you step onto that stage, you want to make sure that you're in the right mindset. It's not just doing the preparation vocally like doing your exercises, you know, like making sure you know the song, like the back of your hand, it's, it's mentally preparing yourself for walking on that stage. Right. And as and for you, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's for, for you, like, what did that look like? Do you, do you have like a spiritual practice? Do you have, um, were there things you were reading? Was there therapy? Like what, you know, what for you specifically like really worked? I think one, um, taking time with my friends and my family and putting that mm. first in my life. Mm. Um, cause you have to separate yourself from performing, from singing for a little bit to mm. put yourself in the right mindset. Um, I would say that, um, I'm a big fan of all the inspirational quotes on like <laughs> on Instagram, um, or social mm. media. It's, it's, uh, it's like my daily dose of um, inspiration or optimism. I drink yogi tea like all the time. And I each um, tea bag that I have, it'll on the tag, it'll have like a little message. And it's like the little things in life um, that yeah. you come across every day that make such a big difference. Yeah. Um, I love this, um, what would I call him? He is part inspirational speaker, part life coach, part businessman. His name is Gary V. Um, oh yeah, I love him. Gary is incredible. And so my husband um, started watching his videos on social media mm -hmm. and he said, you have to start watching this stuff. He's like, it's really changing my life. And I started watching his videos and, and literally I, I, I always like, end up better than when I started watching the video. There's always some takeaway. Um, and Gary is like all about taking action, like all about putting yourself out there. Like, don't be afraid. Like, oh, you say that you want this. So what are you going to do to go, to go get it? Um, which yeah. I, I like absolutely love that approach. 
Um, so that's kind of like my optimism church, like if you will. I'm also a really spiritual person. Um, so just taking time with that has been um, really a game changer. Um, yeah. Main things I would say. And then self-care, like giving yeah. myself a moment to um, just chill. <laughs> Whether it's like, okay, like take a bath or um, go to the beach or go get my nails. Just like just the self-care things where you're like, you can completely just clear your head and focus on you for a second. Um, I've been wanting to get into hot yoga. We'll see how yeah. that goes. Um, I really do like yoga too. Um, yeah. just for like relaxation, um, and all that. I did download, um, that app Headspace and started oh, using yeah, it a little like bit. I want to yeah. use it more. I do. But I think that those things, um, combined together can, um, they can make such a big difference with your mental health. Absolutely. And then your performance. That's great. So let's get into um, PR and, you know, marketing and, and being a singer. You know, one question that I've gotten a lot is, you know, how do we market ourselves as singers if we have a project coming out mm -hmm. or a, a show coming up? You know, how do we properly get publicity for that? Yeah, it's a great question. So one, I'm going to go back to mindset again. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to work with people to come support you or if you're trying to get press or if you're trying to get support from a brand if we're talking like oh like endorsement deals with like brands like sure um you have to come to the table first with how you're gonna what 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 are you gonna give them what value are you gonna add to them even if it's just a fan if it's hmm. a fan like what value is that fan going to get by coming out? So I think it's like putting, putting fans first, putting the other person, putting the other party first um, mm. and thinking about that in your communication. Um, because I've met a lot of musicians and vocalists who will go to like the NAMM show. I'll give an example um, and go up to brands and say, I want this piece of gear, but that's like, that's the complete wrong way to do it. Um, it should be, like having the other person like learn as much as you can about that other person. Right. Let them talk about themselves. Um, and then through that, try to decipher what they might need and then look at your set, your experience set, your skill set, and ask yourself, is there anything that I have that can fulfill that need? Mm. And that's really the foundation of good publicity and relationship building. Um, most of promotion and publicity is completely um, based on how strong your relationships are. Mm. And so I think that we need to shift from this um, concept of I, I need, I want, I need you to do this to yeah. we or you um, just because it, it's, if you want results, you, you can't, it can't all be about you. Like, yeah, it is, but, um, like any good relationship, it needs to be balanced and there needs to be value for both parties. And in, in PR, we call it, um, building mutually beneficial relationships. Right. And 
that would be the first thing I would say. Second thing, aside from mindset, is you need to plan. You need to give yourself time to accomplish this stuff. Um, for publicity, say if you, you have a new single coming out and you're a vocalist and um, you want to get some other um, influencers or social media channels to share it, or if you want a blog to write a review of it, you need to plan like a few months in advance um, because these things take time especially mm -hmm. if you're like newer um, and maybe you don't have all those built-in relationships, maybe you're doing this on your own mm -hmm. and you don't have a publicist that has all those relationships that you're hiring or able to hire. Um, you, it's really the act of going on the internet, looking at other artists or other singers that you really respect. And maybe they got a few um, write-ups that were really awesome that you really mm -hmm. liked and you're like wow like and I always try to have this mindset if I'm if I'm looking at a, an accomplishment of another artist or singer um mm -hmm. I always want to look at it in a positive light first yeah I don't want to resort to jealousy and it's very easy to do that on social media when you see somebody right. just getting a ton of opportunities and the yeah. the immediate reaction of some people is well like, why does that person have that? Like, I should be doing that. But it's like, you have to flip it in your head and say, wow, that's really amazing that they've accomplished that. Um, you know, that's something that I would really like to do too. How do I take action to achieve that? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I, I've kind of turned it into a, a career tool or like a vision board, if you will. So I don't know if you're familiar with the bookmarking feature. It's like the saved posts. It looks yes. like a little bookmark. Yeah. So I, if I see something in my feed um, that I really admire, I'll bookmark it. And then I have, a, I have a time like during the month or during the week that I'll go back through those and um, take an action on each thing I bookmarked. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's like, cause it's, it's not just having, you have to bookmark it in the moment or you're going to forget about it. Right. Or you have to add it to a list in the moment. Like I, I recently created a business plan, um, for my singing and performing career for 2020. Nice. And what I, I, I'm always adding to that plan, um, or finding ways to accomplish the goals in the plan through the bookmarking strategy. Hmm. And I will, so say if I bookmark something and I know I need to take an action, I'll transfer that into my plan in a Google Doc um, that has everything. And, mm -hmm. or I'll take action right away. That's always the best thing to do is just to do yeah. something right away. Um, it's, it's hard for me because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm focusing on something else right now. I can't, I can't do that right now. But um, it's always best to do it right away if you have the time. Yeah. Quick reaction. So I would say the mindset, the planning. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about like what your plan entails? Maybe not, you know, you don't have to spill all, all your tea, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what in general do you have? Um, or like, what are chunks? Are you kind of chunking it up? Are there categories? What is that like? Yeah, it, it's a lot of different categories. Um, because as of recently, I did get back into musical theater. 
uh, mm -hmm. which I had missed for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a whole goal around that about roles that I'd want to play someday, um, mm -hmm. skills that I want to improve on. Um, there are, there's, I have like a goal uh, for my artist project and what do I want to accomplish there. I have a goal for, um, you know, myself, like Heather in the vocal community, like as a professional vocalist and, and how I want to elevate um, my profile there. Um, I also have a goal for um, songwriting. Um, that's something I've gotten really involved with um, in the mm -hmm. last few years. Mm -hmm. And I, I recently had a song that I wrote and performed that was featured um, in American Songwriter Magazine. They did nice. this thing. Yeah, it was such an honor. Um, they have a feature called Daily Discovery where they feature um, up and coming songwriters. And I was one of the, there were one of like very few female songwriters that were actually featured in this series thus far. Um, yeah. The song was a co-write with a good friend of mine um, who's also very involved in the music business mm -hmm. and is such a go-getter. Um, I have a goal for, um, we talked about songwriting, vocals, theater, um, I have a I have a goal for promotion too, just around um, not only cre being the creator and creating things, but trying to get more eyeballs on everything. So more people I can share what I'm doing with with a greater mm -hmm. number of people. Um, because for me, it's it's not about you know getting that piece of coverage and feeling like really accomplished. It's more about me wanting to build a community. Right. Like I mentioned before, it's not about like it's not about the other stuff as much for me as it is the community. Um, having people that that can share in that experience of listening to a song that I've written, or or to hear a track that I recorded, and and getting their reactions to that, it's always like a really, really interesting process. I actually just released a a cover. Mm -hmm. um, with two incredible singers, um, Lauren Hall, who was on the recent season of The Voice, and, okay. and this girl, Maddie Frazier, who's also an incredible singer, was on The Voice as well. Um, we did a cover of uh, That Don't Impress Me Much, which was, you know, the Shania Twain song. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great song. <laughs> but it's, 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 an, it's based on an arrangement that Haim did, and I love Haim. Yeah. So we released that, and it was so cool to just... I love like reading the comments and I know that sometimes like people aren't very nice, but I just kind of skim through those <laughs> and uh, you know, people will be, they're, they're just going to, you know, do what they're going to do. And you can't really like change that mostly, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But the, it's amazing to see those other reactions in there. Um, and that's why, you know, the promotion goal is so important because it's about, just reaching more people and, and sharing with more people and building that community. But that's really yeah. the, the plan in a nutshell. I mean, it's transforming every single day. It's not like you write a plan and it, it stays exactly the same. Right. Like you could be on fire and like achieving all your goals so quickly. So what do you do in that scenario? You have to create new ones. Yeah. And I was saying the other day to a mentor of mine, um, I told her it's so amazing um, 
like what Instagram can do and what social media platforms like that can do to help you visualize goals and dreams that you never even like knew were possible or that never even crossed your mind. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of social media. And I know it's a double-edged sword. I know that there are so many things to not like, but also love. Um, But I, I really like credit having a tool like that to a lot of the the successes that I've been able to achieve in the past year and a half, two years. Yeah. So you've got your parts of, of your, you know, um, your own business plan. Um, do you have, what's your timeline for that kind of thing? Cause you also have, you know, you work, um, during the day and a lot of people there, are, I have a lot of listeners who sing and also like work during the day. So they're kind of like, you know, juggling a lot. They have two full-time um, jobs. <laughs> yeah it's true it's not <laughs> easy at all what's your timeline like what do you do every day like how do you organize everything wow um <laughs> how how do I do it and, um, and you're married so <laughs> I know I have to make time for the husband for my my yeah. little Jack Russell Terrier who needs lots yeah. of attention <laughs> and pets and belly rubs um yeah. it's It's uh, keeping that focus. So like when I wake up in the morning, I, so I, within that business plan, I have a to-do list like by month. So I looked at every single goal and I put actions for each month. So I'll break it up and I'll go this week. Say I'm looking at February. I, I want to, I want to achieve or reach out or accomplish these seven bullets on my to-do list. Yeah. And sometimes I do like one a day. Sometimes I do like four a day. It just depends on like if I have a lot of energy. (laughs) Um, So in the morning, I try to like knock out some of those, those to do's or those bullets, Um, whether it's sending an email to somebody or setting up a collab shoot or um, talking with somebody to sing at a night in LA or booking a gig. Um, I use the time in the morning when my brain is the sharpest. Mm-hmm. to really try to knock some of those things out. Um, and then I go, I drive over the hill from the valley. I drive into Hollywood every weekday uh, to Fender. Um, but during my drive, it's like always like practice time. So if I know mm-hmm. I have to learn a ton of songs for a gig, that's when I'm doing it. I'm learning it all there. Um, and sometimes I have to sit down, obviously, with like lyrics like later and everything. But I can learn a lot of it just by listening over and over again. Yeah. Um, and then I'm doing my exercises in my car too. Um, and that's like, uh, I have like two hours of drive time, um, in a day. So yeah. I reserve that time for that. Um, and then when I come home, oh, sometimes on my lunch break, I might like send a few emails or if I have to get, get back to somebody like urgently, I'll do that. Um, and then when I get home in the evening, Um, I mentioned earlier that my husband and I, um, since he's a professional guitar player, we play a lot of duo gigs. So we have to practice some things. Um, That might be my time also to write music. Like Mm -hmm. last night after work, um, I had a songwriting session um, with a a really good friend of mine, an amazing singer songwriter in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, And then I got home at like 1030. So I, I left my house at 7.45.8, got home at 10.30. It was a little crazy. Um, 
and then we were, I was launching a uh, I was launching that cover video that I told you about mm -hmm. during that day. So like my morning and my lunch break was like trying to make sure videos went out and and all that stuff and making sure that everybody in the video was posting um, because I'm usually like the promo the promo lead given mm -hmm. uh, my experience with publicity. Um, I feel like if you can, here's a great way to start. If, if you're overwhelmed by the amount of things that you want to do that you want to accomplish, try doing one thing a day for yourself, for your career, uh, for your career as a vocalist. Um, and you will be amazed how that adds up. Right. Absolutely. You will be, you will be so amazed. And that's kind of how I started when I was a little overwhelmed by all the things. There's so many things I wanted to do. Um, and there still are. And, but the beginning was very intimidating for me because I was like, how do I even go about doing this? Um, and so I just did one thing a day and, mm -hmm. and it built up into something. And now I'm like, I'm like on a roll. So I'll, I'll do like, like three things a day, you know, and uh, maybe it's like sending three emails. Um, and I'm trying to be like more targeted with the with the opportunities that I'm like reaching out for or trying to do. Um, Cause I'm learning more of, of here are the things that I really want to do more of. And here are the things I want to do less of. Right. Because that's a part of putting yourself out there too. Like you're putting yourself out there for opportunities, but you might like go do something and be like, ah, like I didn't really like that night or um, I didn't really like that gig or that the vibe there. Uh, I think I'll pass on that next time. Um, right. so I'm able to like zero in on the things that I really want to do. And that's changing every day. It's like all perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie, but I love yeah. it. I like, I do it cause I like love it. And it's been so good for my mental well being to be mm -hmm. singing like all the time. Like, cause I was working before and I do like a casual here, casual there, like session here, but like. I knew that to be the happiest version of myself, I needed to increase the amount of, of things that I was doing there. Um, right. And it's, it's been such a game changer. So don't be like, my advice is like, don't be overwhelmed. Don't be afraid. Like you might be overwhelmed and afraid, but don't let it overtake you. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and take it in baby steps because yeah. that's the only way. Um, that you can get yourself going. Don't expect yourself to go from like 10% to like 100% like overnight. Yeah. It's yes. a process. Love it, awesome. So how about like a rollout schedule for a single? So I'm doing my single, oh, this is another thing that has come up. So there's the scheduling of things, but there's also like say I recorded um, my record, I'm getting the, the money together to record the record and a lot of us don't build in promotion to <laughs> yeah <laughs> in that whole plan so can you talk a bit about like building promotion into you know your budget and like how much realistically does that require how much yeah. does that realistically require how, what can we do on our also what can we do on our own and what should we hire somebody to do yeah, I, those are all really great questions, and they're very um, relevant to me, especially right now because I'm about to start production on my EP. Oh, and awesome. I was and I was just chatting with uh, a bunch of different producers to see who I wanted to work with, pricing things out. Um, I think as you're going through that phase, whether you're going to self-produce or you're going to work with somebody else or a friend, 
um, no matter what you do, when you look at your budget for something like this, um, you want to make sure that it's sustainable, that you're going to be able to continue putting out music because this industry, as you know, is all about keeping that momentum. Yeah. Like I, I was really young, but I was in the studio from the time, from, from the time, how old was I? 13 in 2006. Um, recording music for movies and like it's 2020 now and it's like yeah but in my life that's a lot of time but it's like I know that I'm gonna have to sustain what I'm doing so much longer so you have to like look at your resources and be like what is a reasonable amount to spend at this point in my career and I think a lot of it is like it's based on the person yeah say it's like if it's like your first EP um, and you have a friend or maybe you're maybe a family member who has the skills to engineer and like mix this and maybe even master it. Like, why not go that route um, mm -hmm. in the beginning? Because then you have more money for promotion later. <laughs> because if you make, if you spend all this time making an incredible EP, like you want the world to hear it. Right. So it's like, um, as you're, in the production phase of, of your single or your EP or your album, um, just be careful like how much you spend um, because you want to you want to save those pennies for when you need to promote because there are things online now like um, I would recommend to any artist um, that's releasing music to get on Submit Hub. I think a lot of artists out there like know what this yeah. is. Um, it basically aggregates a bunch of um, different people who have playlists or small blogs, uh, small yeah. music blogs, and it's sorted by genre and you can submit yourself to these bloggers, to these, these editors, um, to these people that are, are um, who have created these playlists and are choosing what artists they want to feature. Um, it is, there's like a, a free version, like you have to have like credits to like submit to the blogs. I think mm -hmm. it's like a dollar a credit or something like that. Um, you so you have to put a little bit of money into it, but it's it's relatively like inexpensive. Um, mm -hmm. But you just have to submit a lot because um, they even give percentages of like acceptance rates for a lot of the blogs. So you have to see. I would just submit to the ones that maybe have a higher acceptance rate. So you're going to maximize your spend. So if you're spending money, like you want to make sure you're actually getting and not submitting to like all the blogs that only accept like five percent of people that that submit their music uh, but I think if people if you get on the platform you'll see what I'm talking about I think it's a it's a fairly inexpensive way to get your music out there I mean with as somebody with um, publicity background um, a lot of what I do every single day is one building relationships like go mm -hmm. get coffee with a, a writer or a journalist at a music blog that you really admire and don't don't ask them for anything like when you go out to coffee just learn about them mm. and do do something for them like it's so important to like when you're building relationships for promotion um especially when, when you're doing like pr and this is if you're doing it like on your own which is i think is a lot a lot of what we see out there right now with with artists um, unless you're at a certain level and you're able to hire a publicist which is um like thousands of dollars like and a retainer right. um 
if you're doing it on your own, you can start building those relationships. And yeah, don't ask for anything. Check in with that person. See, like maybe they, um, maybe they just got a new puppy and you just want to know like how, how's it going, you know, or just commenting on stuff like on social media that has nothing to do with like the music business or like your career and just showing like that you, you generally, you, um, you, you have a, you have an interest in them and what they're doing and, uh, the things that they care about in their lives. So honestly, the, the best way to get the, um, the best and cheapest way to get your, your articles and your blog posts and all that stuff is to go out there and build the relationships. And it's scary. You got to like, you got to meet somebody brand new that you've never met before and like talk to them. And you know, by the end of that meeting, they might ask you about your music and then you'll tell them, you know, I have a, I have a new single coming out and they might say, well, I'd actually love to feature that on my blog. Boom. You're done. Like you, you've got, you've got a placement right there. Um, yeah, I would say go build the relationships, like get out there. You can literally go on the website of any of these blogs, unless they say you have to submit through submit hub, which happens with some of the smaller ones. And you can find the email addresses for the editor or just info at like music blog, ABC. <laughs> you can find it and you can reach out. And um, I think that there's, val there's so much value in being able to write a professional email. Like really just, just learn it, drill it, make sure that you know how to do it. Um, I'll just kind of give a 101 here for, mm -hmm. for the people that don't want to spend thousands of dollars on publicity. Um, yeah. and hiring a publicist. Um, basically what I'll, I'll put in my notes is like a personalized greeting. Um, I will try to demonstrate in that note that I know about their blog. I know the type types of things that they cover. I might even call out an article that they wrote that I really liked. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to give them a genuine reason why I liked it. Or I'm going to compliment their writing if I really thought their writing was awesome. Yeah. Um, or if they're, maybe they're like an LA music blog and they're literally out there mining for all these like incredible artists in LA and they're bringing them to the service. I'm going to say what you're doing is really admirable. And, and I respect that. And that's why I'm reaching out to you. And I, and then I'll give them the, the information, you know, kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking to have somebody premiere my single. Um, would you be interested in that? If so, here's a little backstory on the song. It's all about story with, with songs. Um, you've got to tell them why, why it was written, like what's the message. Sometimes um, if you can, you got, you got to have good photos. If you have a video, even better. Um, give them all the links that they need. Give them everything in one place when you pitch a journalist because they're really busy. And just give them the links, the, the visual assets, I even, I'll pre-write a quote from myself when I pitch myself for my own artist stuff. And I do it for clients too that I work with for when I'm pitching something for Fender. Be like, here's a quote from this artist. And it's easy. They don't have to do an email interview. They don't have to do a phone interview. It's all there. They could write the story like tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. Because reporters, they don't, they're being expected to do more and more and more because the staffs for blogs or for like newspapers or some, even some very big publications are shrinking. Right. So we have to give them everything that they need in one 
place. Um, I would say for, I think there's a lot of value in a good social boost. Um, if you want to do some like advertising on social media, mm -hmm. I would just say, um, make sure that your, your targeting is very specific and that you know whatever keywords, whatever locations you're targeting, like ask yourself, do, would those people like really care about this song or what I'm doing? So like right. I try to look at um, if I'm doing like a social boost, I'll put, I'll try to target like artists. Um, and I have, I have to have a sit down with myself and I'm like, okay, who am, what does this really sound like? Or ask my friends. Um, because the worst thing is like you're on Instagram and you're scrolling and you have a sponsored post and you're like, this is like nothing that I would listen to because people mm. are not good at targeting. They're not good at targeting on social media. Um, so if you're going to spend the money, I mean, it's relatively cheap to do that, um, yeah. to boost a post, you could do five bucks, you know? Um, I would just say, make sure you know who the audience is and be very specific because the more specific you are the better your spend is going to work for you. Mm. Because if you go too wide, you, it, like Instagram or Facebook, like they're going to want you to spend more because you're going to be reaching more people. If you do a focus right. spend, you're going to reach more of the people that would be more likely to click that link. Um, yeah, those, I would say social and PR are like the biggest things right now. I would say um, this is something that I'm personally exploring too is, um, ads on Spotify. Mm. Um, it's a little bit more money, but I mean, I, I don't know the specifics right now because it's something that I'm looking into for my EP, um, but I have friends who have done it and um, just be careful who you end up working with um, on the advertising, social or PR side. Make sure that they're not just trying to take your money because mm. I've like, I was on Instagram the other day and this singer that I really respect, um, she released, she's releasing an EP, I think. And she was like crying and she was like, these people like took my money and she's like, now they're not responding to me. It was supposed to be for like a social campaign or like an, like uh -huh. an influencer campaign. And she got her money stolen. She's like, I know it's not that much, but like, she's yeah. like, I'm a self-made artist. And she's like, this is all I have. And uh -huh. so uh -huh. do, you can do your research, but I would say the best people to work with are ones that are recommended by friends. Yeah. Cause then, you know, like that person went through something and it was successful and you're like, okay, right. this person is the likelihood of them taking my money without giving me anything is a little bit smaller. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would say that, that, that would be my biggest piece of advice. I would say, um, as a timeline, like I said before, give yourself months in advance to get this stuff done. It months. is, it takes time. It takes yeah. time to build relationships. It takes time to find, if you're going to hire somebody that, like you got to go six months out at least. Um, Cause what if that publicist is working with like a, a dozen other artists at the same time, they're going to say, I can't take on your project right now. Cause I, I'm just booked up. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, yeah, you want to be able to plan out all those, all your content, like get your content together, make sure it looks really good. Do your photo shoots, spend money on good photos. Like, but don't spend like too much money. I feel like uh, you can get um, a few different looks. Um, there are photographers in LA for like 200, 300 bucks that are awesome photographers. Yeah. And, and that'll be for your session. You'll get a ton of photos. Um, and then 
yeah, just focus on content, focus on content, focus on sustainability. Like don't go like so crazy that you can't do this ever again. Yeah. I would think one thing, you know, I'd, I'd observed an artist who had some, some money to spend and um, put out his pro, you know, recorded and put out his projects, had hired a PR person, but kind of expected them to do everything in terms of, you know, building his relationships with the fans. I think it was a bit lost on them. You know, what's the sort of that connection, making that fan connection, having that real relationship. And, but he put out this, this big, you know, um, project and, and spent all this money on, on a PR person. And they did work for him. I mean, they actually like showed up to some of his shows and things like that. And, and they did a lot of stuff for him, but um, I think there was some kind of breakdown for that person as far as the fan connection. Yeah, you gotta, if you hire somebody, um, it doesn't mean that your activity stops. Right. Like that person is there to supplement what you're doing. And I know people, they'll hire a team around them so that they can focus more on their music and that's great. Um, but I think one, it's good to try to do things on your own at first. Um, so yeah. you have, you have built at least somewhat of an understanding of, you know, what it takes and what goes into that. Because if you're hiring people, you gotta, you don't want to just blindly like hire somebody like a social media specialist or like a PR um, specialist to execute your campaigns if you have no idea what they do. Right. <laughs> um, like what what is involved? You know, you need to understand those um, pieces of the puzzle if you're going to hire somebody at least enough right. that you can monitor because you don't want to like be breathing down their necks, like let them do their job, but you want to make sure that they're really doing their job you know, um, and you have to be involved in that. Like you should want to be involved in it. You can't just like step away from it and be like, ah, okay, they got it. Like, I don't really need to like, you know, get too involved in this. Like you've got to do the work too. like help, like work with them. They'll have respect for you. If you try to work with them or you go, how can I help you? Like, what, what can I give you to, to help you elevate what you're doing? They, if, as a publicist, if somebody asked me that and they're an artist, I'd be, I'd be like, um, I need more photos. Like I need more photos. I need more story about your songs. Like give me some, let's, let's get on the phone. Let's talk about the story behind this song, that song. And I'll pull quotes from that artist, from my pitches. It's like, you, you gotta, if you're an artist, like you, you gotta make sure that you're always providing those people that are working for you, the information that they need to be successful. Yeah. You have to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think the word supplement is a great... <laughs> it's supplement a great it, yeah. Yeah, your, yeah. your work doesn't, definitely doesn't stop. And, and I, I definitely believe you've got to be, still be the one who's working the hardest on your own behalf. It's no, there's no set it and forget it, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What makes um, for a compelling story, would make an outlet want to cover it? What would make a story compelling enough? Um, the number one thing that I look for if I'm working with a client or if I'm working with Fender, um, or an artist through Fender, um, 
the thing that's most compelling to an outlet is usually a story or an experience that is super relatable. Mm. Um, you want to look for relatability in in everything that you do as an artist and like as a publicist is it's my job to pull that out um and to find like like look at um look at Billie Eilish like why do why do people love Billie Eilish um she's she's really talented um I think the songwriting and the production are really great yeah but a big reason why people love Billie Eilish is because she is so down to earth yeah people feel like they can, her fans feel like they can connect with her because right. she's so real. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with media. Media want a story that's relatable, that's real, that people can really connect with on a personal level. Um, for instance, I was pitching a song, um, that will be on my EP, but I, I released a live music video of it ahead of time. And, and it's about, um, it's about self-worth and, um, a, 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 a friend of mine, we were talking about, you know, you know, being teenagers, like middle school was like the worst time of our lives. And like, it, it was, um, like, pe like people are cruel. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I wish that I could have gone back and, and told my younger self um, a bunch of different things. And that's, yeah. this song is like a love letter to that version of me. Mm. And, and it's things that like a lot of people go through. It's, um, there's a lyric that's like, she just wanted to feel like she was beautiful too. Mm -hmm. And then the message is like, hold your head up, like let your hair down. Um, yeah. One day when you grow up, you'll find that like all these scars and all these experiences are really what what make you beautiful and add to your your life experience. I mean, those aren't the the, the direct lyrics, but that's the message. And um, when I was able to pitch that out, I really am, I really um, zeroed in on that story, and and I pitched a lot of female reporters. Um, mm that were like, like millennial, um, age. And I would look at their other, um, articles that, that, that they wrote. And, um, the prime target was somebody who maybe wrote on optimism or a lot of, um, uh, they, they like, like positive stories. Like there's a great site. I should have pitched this site. It's called soul pancake. Um, if anybody wants a daily dose of optimism, that's a great place to go. Um, yeah. But I, I took that story and I'm like, who would want to hear this? Like, who would relate to this? Um, and I, I went to those journalists and I, I found a few that were, they thought it was really cool. And um, that's what the press like. And know your journalists too that you're pitching. Know, know the outlet. Know the mm -hmm. people that read. You can tell just by going to the website of like, I don't know, pop sugar like go to pop sugar you can probably immediately see like the type of people that that would be reading this um outlets often publish these things called media kits too and right. it's it's meant as a tool for advertisers but you can go look at it as a publicist look at the media kit and look at what their readership is it'll give you the breakdown like male female like what age sometimes like interests 
um, all that information is there. It's free. It's on the websites. I mean, for some of the outlets, um, but no, like just try, know your audience, be relatable. That's what I would say about um, trying to make your story like resonate with, with media and fans. Let's see, is there anything that you would like to cover that you haven't covered yet as far as um, what we've talked about? Um, I, yeah, actually, um, I have a lot of exciting projects coming up. Um, I just found out I'm going to be doing a production of Hair, the rock oh, nice. musical in Los Angeles um, wow. with some really incredible vocalists. So it's going to be the time of a lifetime. Um, and then I, I'm going to be singing the national anthem at Dodger Spring Training, um, which I'm really excited about. I, I love a good national anthem. I actually um, got the chance to sing the national anthem on New Year's Eve at Staples Center um, for mm. the Los Angeles Kings um, just a month okay. ago, <laughs> which was incredible. Um, to just have an audience like that and to have a community like that. I mean, I go to Kings games with my dad all the time. Um, he's a big fan. He's been a Kings fan for life. So um, it was a pretty cool moment. Um, and then as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm working on an EP. I'm also releasing a lot of um, live acoustic music videos of these songs before they're put out on the EP. I did a shoot at YouTube space um, just late last year and I'll be putting those out. Um, I also have a lot of um, cover collab videos. I do, I always do live music videos because I think as a vocalist, um, I, especially when you're, when you're singing with other incredible singers, like it's the having music out there that's produced is great, but it's like its own animal. I think, I think we need more live covers we need more things that are real on the internet yeah uh, because there's so much that you can do in post um yep. with music which is great I mean it's it's really shaping like pop music today but um I've just been doing a ton of live co covers because I want to I want it to be raw I want it to be about the art I want it to be about the vocals um mm -hmm. I'm getting the chance to I talked about community to sing with um singers that I respect and that I love um and that's been I'm learning from them in the process so I'll just set up collaboration shoots like with other singers that I just respect and I just reach out to them I DM them on on Instagram or if I'm at a night with them I'll be like you know we should really sing together <laughs> and and that's how I started building that community that was just so important to my mindset um just so much content coming up um just trying to work as much as I can. I do like a lot of gigs um, in Los Angeles with some incredible um, instrumentalists. Um, and that's like the best opportunity for me to learn as a vocalist because I'm, I'm just at this point where more and more, I just want to become the best musician I can. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning from these other musicians, even though they don't sing, they, they have so much to teach me. Um, and I, I, I don't want to be ignorant to any of that. Yeah. None of it. Um, and I want to make their life easier. Like if I'm, if I'm sitting in or if I'm playing a four hour gig, um, with a band, um, I just want, I want everybody to have a good time and I want to make it easy on everybody. 
Um, I mean, it comes down to doing the work, putting in the work, knowing the tunes, um, yeah. listening, embracing silence sometimes, you know, and they're just, they're just choices that I'm learning as a musician. Um, and I think one day I want to teach. Uh, that's something I've, I've thought about, but I don't think I'm at that point. Um, I just have other priorities right now. Um, yeah. I just, I'm focusing on like the artist stuff and my day is full of Fender and just guitar and bass. And um, I'm exploring that, that interest. So I think eventually I will teach. I've been asked a few times um, if I teach and I'm like, not yet, <laughs> not yet. Just, just wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's something that I aspire to do um, later down the line in my life because I want to share um, what I've been able to learn from all these amazing people and to put it back out into the world, which I'm sure you can relate to <laughs> because wow. that's, that's what it's all about. It's about paying it forward and keeping the music alive, like in this community and yeah. holding and holding each other up because it is hard. Like this mm -hmm. industry, like this industry is not an easy one. And, um, it's, it's all about momentum. It's about, um, looking at it, you know, in the long run, how can you sustain that? And so much of it is mental and so much is putting in that hard work. Love it. Absolutely. I think that's a great note to end on. This Yay. has been really wonderful. Thank you so much, Heather. This was great. Of course. And where can we find you online if we want to reach out? You can find more information on products that I'm working on myself at heatheryeomans.com and it's h-e-a-t-h-e-r-y-o-u-m-a-n-s.com or at heatheryeomans on Instagram um, and I'm always looking to to make new friends in the singing community um, you know get a matcha or coffee um, reach out to me beautiful wonderful thanks again Heather thank you so much for having me all right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. So and now for the singing lessons. Number one, a lot of your confidence will come from community. Build a support group. Number two, take time with your friends and family to put yourself in the right mindset. Number three, when you're trying to get people to come to support you or you're trying to get press or if you're trying to get support from a brand, you have to come to the table first with what value you're going to add to them, even if it's just a fan. Put the other party first and think about that in your communication. Learn as much as you can about that other person. Try to decipher what they need and then look at your skill set and ask yourself, is there anything that I have that can fulfill that need? That's really the foundation of good publicity and relationship building. Number four, most of promotion and publicity is completely based on how strong your relationships are. Number five, we need to shift from this concept of I need, I want, I need you to do this to we or you. If you want results, it can't be all about you. Like any good relationship, it needs to be balanced and there needs to be value for both parties, building mutually beneficial relationships. Number six, you need a plan. You need to give yourself time to accomplish this stuff. Number seven, take action right away. Number eight, there's so much value in being able to write a professional email. Number nine, 
when reaching out to a journalist, it's all about story with the songs. Have good photos, link to videos, the visual assets. Give them everything they need in one place because they're really busy. Number 10, there's a lot of value in a good social boost. Make sure your targeting is very specific. Number 11, media wants a story that's relatable and real. Number 12, know the journalist you're pitching, know the outlet and the reader. So much good stuff, guys. I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk to Heather. I know that a lot of you had questions about this kind of stuff, so I hope this illuminated something for you. And we have all of Heather's links and everything in the show notes, so please visit those and um, reach out to Heather if you have any questions. So go ahead and join the Facebook group if you haven't already. Go to your Facebook search and type in the Working Singer podcast community and also like the Working Singer Facebook page. You can follow me on Instagram at Jamila Ford Music. That's J-A-M-I-L-A-F-O-R-D Music. I also have a website, jamilaford.com. So please visit those. Message me if you like. Let me know what you think about this episode or any of the other episodes you've listened to. Oh, and before I forget, you can visit the theworkingsingerpodcast.com to get show notes for this episode. That includes all of the links and things that we mentioned during this conversation. You can find them there along with every single episode of the show. So if you've missed any, please go there and visit and use it for the resource that it is. Oh, I've also added a singer resource page at theworkingsingerpodcast.com. So go ahead and visit that and see if there's anything there you can use. So it's been fun this week, you guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. You can email me at hi at theworkingsingerpodcast.com. I love to hear from you. If you've got any suggestions about singers that you would like to hear from, please let me know. I love that. Um, and as always, I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you again next week. Have a good one.